living, learning, and loving are all experiences that affect each one of us at one time or another. The three L's hosted by myself, Rachel Ann Dine, licensed professional counselor, is here to help you navigate life in a down-to-earth and realistic way, one podcast episode at a time. Be well and live, learn, and love to the fullest. Hey everyone, welcome back to the 3L. So I'm glad that you're here with me today and I'm solo and actually extremely excited because I am going over the first podcast topic that I pulled on my Instagram and this was actually the highest voted topic which tells me that there are probably a lot of folks who have, ta-da, dealt with disappointment. So Today, we're going to talk all about dealing with disappointment, how to kind of go through a couple different steps to lessen the blow that sometimes disappointment can carry with it. At least everyone at some point in life has felt disappointment. I would probably be safe to bet money on that. No matter how big or small this disappointment was, Disappointment can surface in many different ways, whether in your relationship you felt disappointment, disappointment in yourself, disappointment at the outcome of a job situation. It Disappointment abounds. It is kind of one of those ever-present, um, inevitable experiences that we as humans all have. So today I want to run through a couple great things that you can do to better work through disappointment. And then I'm going to finish out this episode with a personal story of a major disappointment that I had and kind of how I worked through it. Because sometimes I feel that personal examples can hit a little harder to home um, and really outline some of the techniques that I'm going to go through today. So one of the first and best things that you can do for yourself upon experiencing disappointment is to call it out. And this is emotionally call it out. Allow yourself to feel the disappointment, the emotion, name it. If we do not accept things, if we go right to that old avoidant behavior or pretending that you don't feel that you're disappointed, it it always resurfaces in some way, shape, or form, whether physically you start to feel ill or emotionally you start to maybe unconsciously have self-doubt about yourself and your abilities. We have to absolutely feel those emotions and accept them. And so acceptance is really one of those intangible kind of qualities or parts of our life that it can be hard to pin it down. And so today by accepting the disappointment, that can be as as simple as mentally taking pause in your busy day and just saying, wow, I'm so disappointed that this happened, but I accept it wholeheartedly and I'm going to check myself and ask, could I do anything differently next time? So really developing that learning with life mentality because as I've already stated, at some point or another, 
we will all experience disappointment. And so simply stating out loud, I'm disappointed because I didn't achieve what I wanted to, or I'm disappointed that that relationship did not work out, is the first step in feeling those emotions. So let's not avoid them. Let's not act like you're not disappointed because that's selling your emotional piece of yourself very short. And I want you to be so in touch with yourself emotionally that when even a small iota of disappointment or any other emotion arises, you are better able to name it and accept it. So the next step after, and these don't have to be in a linear progression, um, although I do sometimes think that it would help um, to first name those emotions and feel the disappointment emotions, but just know these steps can be kind of all over the place when you're in the midst of overcoming disappointment. So I say step two, but you understand that it doesn't have to be linear. So the next step is nurture yourself. Whatever means of self-care speaks to you, I want you to absolutely take pause to nurture yourself, mind, body, or spirit. Even if it means you want to take a long hot bath, any of that basic self-care, go out and get your toenails done, go get a haircut, something to treat yourself, go for it. Because at the end of the day, part of, in my opinion, accepting that something disappointing has happened is also accepting the need to nurture yourself to move forward from it. In addition, once you start incorporating that self-care, I want you to watch the inner dialogue that is going on in your mind. So that ever-present self-talk that we all have, that those reactions that we have to situations that we go in that can either be adaptive or maladaptive statements to self. So instead of taking it out on you and, and thinking that you're the worst coworker, the worst partner in a relationship, Let's let's really be so self-compassionate with our thinking and research shows that people who have higher levels of self-compassion do handle stress better. They also have less of a physical stress response when they are stuck in traffic, have an argument with their spouse, or even don't get that job offer. And they spend less time reactivating stressful events by dwelling on them. And this was taken from Carrie Dennett of the Washington Post. Fullheartedly agree that self-compassion is such a healing piece of overcoming disappointment. And so it really goes back into watching the self-talk statements that you're having. And as I always say, maybe not replacing it with something that's just so unattainably positive, um, you know, going from you didn't get a job and then you have self-talk statements of, oh, I'm such a horrible employee. And then you try to replace that with, I'm the best, insert whatever job you have person out there. Let's be realistically compassionate. Hey, maybe I didn't do as well as I could have done today, but next time I'll do this better. And I like the fact that I'm able to keep track of numbers or insert whatever task you actually know that you do very well with. So realistically positive self-talk. So the other piece of nurturing yourself 
is what I have dubbed being healthily defiant. So when you feel disappointed, maybe somebody let you down, maybe you've let yourself down, maybe somebody said something cruel to you that was very disappointing and rocked you to your core, use those experiences to be healthily defiant and propel you forward. Almost that, well, I'm going to show them or I'm going to show myself I am capable of doing this. And this can be applied, this healthily defiant attitude to really any goal that you're trying to achieve, whether it's fitness, whether it's um, you didn't get that job offer, whether somebody decided to end a relationship with you. It's almost like, okay, well, I'm going to show whomever or myself, more importantly, that I have it in me to develop a healthy relationship or create my own dream job or whatever it may be. I really want you to, to dig deep and use those negative experiences, those disappointing experiences to propel you forward. The next step is treating yourself like you would a friend who is undergoing some kind of disappointing situation and not like a an enemy. So I don't want you to be an enemy of yourself. Um, this kind of goes back into the whole self-talk. But I I definitely want for you to say what you would say to a friend and turn it right back around and say that to yourself. It is such a simple concept. We've heard it all the time. It is so important when trying to overcome disappointment. You probably wouldn't tell your best friend, oh, well, you didn't get the job because you're a failure. So why would you say that to yourself? So I really want you to treat yourself with like you would a friend. Say those same statements to you, even if you have to ask yourself, what would I tell, you know, so-and-so if they came to me and said this situation? And then you write that down or you say it out loud to yourself and turn it back on to you. Another piece of dealing with disappointment is to acknowledge that everyone gets disappointed. And this can be done in so many different ways, but I let me just take note. When you're in the midst of a disappointing situation, it is so easy to get lost in those those thoughts that well, nobody else ever has experienced this or no one else has had to deal with this kind of situation. You know, all those kind of false statements that the brain will create just to kind of pull you down in those disappointing times. So whether you have to do a little research and maybe you look up your favorite guru that you follow and you read their journey and you see, oh wow, they had so many hurdles that they overcame and had to get through before getting to where they are, disappointment was part of their life. So I think the sooner that the acknowledgement that everyone gets disappointed um, comes forth, the better, the more easily you're able to deal with disappointment. This is also a great time to reach out to people that you trust, family, friends that you know are honest and they can meet you at your place of vulnerability, that they will be vulnerable with you and say, oh gosh, well, I hear you. That's that's super tough. I can certainly remember having a situation that was similar and I get it. I'm there for you. You don't disappoint me. You know, just reaching out in those times of need. 
The next piece is after you've taken time to really feel the emotions, nurture yourself, I want you to healthily distract yourself. And this can be engaging in activities that you love. And whether it's binge watching something on Netflix just to be entertained, just to kind of continue that self-care, that self-soothing, Engage in something, an activity, or an artistic expression that is fulfilling to you. When I say distract yourself in a healthy way, I'm referring to let's not lose yourself um, in a bottle of Jack Daniels or, you know, getting into a picking a fight with your partner just to distract how bad you feel from the other disappointing situation. Let's choose a healthy, adaptive way for you to focus on so that you distract yourself from the situation at hand. You know, it kind of pulls you out of that disappointing place just to remind you that, hey, this is not who I am. This is an experience that I'm going through, which leads me to the last kind of um, tip or strategy that I want you to really imprint on your precious brain and it is to not internalize the disappointing situation and write it as your personal narrative. I do not want you to take your disappointing experiences and let those imprint the future direction of your life or your view of yourself. So when we internalize something, we take an experience or a statement that's been said to us and we literally write it into our narrative and start to identify and act in ways that support that unhealthy narrative. And so despite feeling disappointed, I want you to recognize if you're starting to internalize that experience and write it as almost an everyday philosophy that, okay, well, I just got dumped. I'm single, so nobody's going to like me. Or, oh, I didn't get that dream job. I guess I'm never going to get a great job that I love, or I'm not worthy of this or that. The second that your brain starts to go to that, watch for it and recognize, okay, maybe I'm internalizing this. Maybe I'm writing out this story to be one that is not self-compassionate and not empowering because just like the good old cognitive behavioral therapy model suggests, which I strongly believe in, when we start to have thoughts, we behave in ways that support those thoughts. So I don't want you to ever get into the pattern of, of having those negative thoughts and then be behaving in ways that support them. Um, so it's kind of a, a vicious cycle that can, can pop up. So just realize at the end of the day, Feel the emotions, practice really checking in with yourself, nurturing yourself, acknowledging that everyone gets disappointed, really watching yourself talk, replacing any negative statements with statements that are more self-compassionate, really even talking to yourself like you would a friend. What would you say to your closest friend, confidant, relationship partner, family member, if they came to you and said that they were experiencing this level of disappointment and then say it to yourself. 
be healthily defiant, kind of proving to yourself, okay, what can I learn from this interaction? I'm going to show myself I have it in me. I'm going to show whoever said I couldn't do it and, and let them see that I have it in me. Um, I, and not internalizing that the disappointing experience should be part of your everyday actions, behaviors, or internal narrative. So quick story, when I was finishing up graduate school, I had it in my mind, I was going to go straight from getting my master's and get my PhD. I had even done the long grad school track, which was three years and required me to write a thesis and perform research um, and had just labored through that meeting with my thesis advisor every week. You know, of course, I was one of those students. I showed up at every class. I made great grades. I mean, I just really really put put my heart into it. So when it came time, it's it's kind of a rigorous process to apply for a PhD program. You have to get, I think it was three letters of recommendation, write a personal statement. Um, you know, they're definitely questioning your seriousness or intent to apply to a program. So I went to one of my psych professors who I'd had multiple classes with, made A's in all of his classes, and I'll never forget, I was sharing with him my plan to move forward and hopefully get my doctorate in clinical psych, and he, he I asked him, you know, would you write me a letter of recommendation? And I had, I had selectively chosen this person. I wasn't just pulling his name out of thin air, and guys, I... <laughs> I'll never forget it. I even wrote about this in my book because it was such a powerful moment to me. He looked me dead in the face and he said, nope, I'm not going to write you a letter because I don't think you're cut out for this. I was crushed. I, I, I mean, I, I remember just, I started crying right there in his office. I was so hurt because I, I, I was shocked. I mean, I didn't understand the basis for him deciding not to support me in this next step of my journey when, you know, I had the, the concrete evidence, which I talk about all the time in my therapy practice of looking for the facts to support, um, you know, your thoughts and your decisions. And I'd certainly checked the facts and had straight A's in his classes, had great attendance, been super motivated. Um, and I thought, wow, you know, I, I don't know what else I could have done. Um, and just the fact that there was such little vote of confidence for whatever reason that he had in me and just flat out denying writing me a letter. So I left. It literally took me about three days for me to kind of lick my wounds. So I practiced that total self-care. I think I went home. I ordered pizza, um, just totally relaxed, shed a tear or two, got it out of my system, and I really checked in with myself. What could I have done differently? What kind of statements am I even saying to myself right now? Am I going to let this situation insert self-doubt or am I going to use it to propel me forward and thankfully you know I kind of blame it on personality but I am one of those people where anytime somebody says no they give me a challenge 
it's just something where I've always had that healthy defiance where I want to push back and just say, "Mm -mm, well, I'll show you, I'll show you. I don't really need your help. I can do this. I'm going to make it happen regardless. And that's exactly what I did. So I ended up getting somebody else to write me a letter. They wrote a beautiful glowing report. You know, um, I was vulnerable with them. I shared the experience. Um, they were completely supportive, totally just, befuddled for lack of a better word at the response of my grad school professor um got an interview at a phd program ultimately did not get in and i share that to let you know we all still have those moments but by the time i went for the interview it was strange i was over the whole phd track program and pivoted got my license and you know for most of you that have been listening you know i'm in private practice and i i have no regrets I never look back and think, wow, I wish I would have gotten my doctorate. It, it could still happen in the future. But I realized that in a way that professor gifted me because that experience has always stayed with me. And I've always thought, I can, I'm going to show him. <laughs> Let me use this to my advantage and make life work for me. So I share this with you for multiple reasons. Not only, of course, have I dealt with my own disappointment, but I want to empower you to take from your disappointing situations and learn from them. How do you rise above it? How do you move forward? If I had let it, him not having that vote of confidence in me really could have negatively affected the course of my career trajectory. And you may be saying, wow, that's giving him a lot of power. But after spending so much time, effort, and energy dedicating yourself to schooling, at that point I had gone seven years total, four undergrad, three grad, and then to have somebody not, you know, support me, it, it can it could have really taken a toll. But thankfully, I was able to take a step back, like I'm encouraging you to do, nurture those wounds, go ahead and name it. Wow, I feel disappointed. There were many a phone call to my close friends at the time, to my family, um, just really leaning on others for support. And that's what I want for you to do. Find your supportive force in your life and go to it. And just know you are not alone. If you're experiencing a disappointing situation in this moment, how can you learn from it? And how can you practice that healthy defiance, make it work from you, and above all, be so self-compassionate. So I hope that this has been informative, empowering, and interesting for you. And Know that there is a, a an art to dealing with disappointment. It's trial and error. And I hope that this gives you a couple guide marks on how to move through a disappointing situation that may be occurring or have occurred in your life. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for tuning in to the three L's today. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe or consider giving a rating, especially on Apple Podcasts, so that more people can find the three L's and tune in as well. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Rachel and Dine Counseling for daily motivation and to request certain topics you want to hear more about. Here's hoping that you live, learn, and love to the fullest.